We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in uh, New Athens, Illinois, and Trinity Lutheran Church in Darmstadt, Illinois. And right here, right next to me, I have Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. Basics. And uh, I, I guess we might as well uh, make this, the, the announcement. I, I was hoping that there might be, but I, I think pretty much uh, 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 Wrestling with the Basics, the musical, is, it's out. It's, it's out. Fun. Well, you know, for one thing, who knew that you had to sing and dance? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, but but, but did, you, did you see Mary Poppins? Did we, you get we, to see Mary Poppins? We did. We saw Mary Poppins. Those yeah. were our songs. They took our music, <laughs> our songs that we worked years on, and they just put different words to them. Can you believe that? But no one will believe that now. No uh, one will believe that you and I wrote all those songs. Right out from so, under us. I don't know. Security. Security must be lax lax, lax, lax around here. That's the word. Golly. Lax. Yeah, so that's Jeez. it. It's pretty well shot. Disney just pulled the rug out from under us. And, and, you know, the thing is, that's twice that's happened. We really need to look into that. The Mamma Mia thing. That, that was our original songs, <laughs> and they used them. And now, Mary Poppins, I don't know. I, I'm Golly. Just, I have another idea, though. I think we need to do Wrestling with the Basics, the animated series. Nice. <laughs> don't you think? And I know who I want to do my voice. Who's that? Kermit the Frog. <laughs> How about you? Who do you want to do your voice on Wrestling with the Basics, the animated series? How about James Earl Jones? James, oh, they would be a Kermit fun. and James Earl Jones. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is the way it is here at Wrestling with the Basics. We do not give up. If one door closes... Uh, uh, we open another door and go into the closet or something. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, so uh, so we'll work on that. I'll see if I can get James Earl Jones to do your voice. I'm that sure would be Kermit great. would jump at the chance to do <laughs> get me. It. Jump at the chance. The, uh... <laughs> so what are we talking about today that really has anything worth talking about? <laughs> Because obviously that, that wasn't a, worth that talking about. It is a tough act to follow. <laughs> it is a tough act to follow. Where is it? All right, now. There's no time for foolishness. Okay. All right. Get us back on track, Charlie yeah. Brown. Well, um, what I want to take a look at today is uh, the first of Jesus' signs, the first of his miracles, it Gospel seems. of John Gospel chapter 2. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. So during this time of Epiphany, which we're in right now, this time of the church here, uh, we think about revealing and, and being manifest, yep. and, and Jesus is God and man made manifest to us. Who is this guy, Jesus, anyway? And we get all these different these different facets of who Jesus is from our gospel readings, and this is certainly one of them. Um, the thing I want to wrestle with this morning okay. is wh- why is this his first miracle? Why why oh, changing that's, water? That's a good question. Yeah, so I mean, why? I just liked it because it shows Jesus likes wine. So there you go. Yeah, well, What's seems, not to like about seems Jesus? He, does. he likes yeah. wine. Good wine too. <laughs> All right, we're done. I'm sorry, no. But, well, I, but really, and I, I don't know if we have a clear answer, but 
why not something bigger? Why something kind of kind of small? I mean, not to change the water into wine is a small thing, but kind of you know in a global perspective of well, things, it's not it like raising somebody from the dead. Yeah, or that's something what I'm like thinking. That. The first miracle: start off big, raising someone from the dead. You know, raining down fire and brimstone on some sinful city or something, yeah. or at the very least, cast out a demon or two, right? <laughs> but it, it's this changing of water into wine, and we think, well, what's what's the big deal about that? Um, so I, I want to kind of wrestle with that a little bit. Why would this be Jesus' first miracle? And I, I've got some ideas on maybe okay. why this was his first All miracle. Right. All right, so let's uh, let's see. Why don't we why don't we dig in? We're in John chapter sure. two, uh, beginning with with verse one. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Keep reading. Yeah, uh, Jesus sure. also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. All right, oh, okay. stop. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> So I think it's kind of neat. So so Mary's invited to the wedding. Jesus got invited too. His disciples got invited. And I, I, what I think is interesting too in these verses, it's the third day, the third day. So ah, so a, we- okay. a wedding feast in, in Jewish tradition here in the first century would have been a seven-day celebration. Right, week long. Week long. Yep. Can you imagine that? So feasting, drinking, celebrating with joy with your friends and family uh, the third day. But there's a problem already on the third yeah, day. Yeah, we're, we're not even halfway through. I know, I know. And so we hear where that problem is then in verses uh, five, uh, four and five. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. <laughs> so what do you make of that? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so so Mary comes to Jesus. The wine ran out. And Jesus initially, well, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. And then Mary says, do whatever he tells you. I wonder what, what did Mary expect Jesus to do? I don't know. That's a good point. This is the first of his signs. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like she's accustomed to him. Changing maybe. water into wine around the house. I mean, it's the first with signs, as far as we know. Well, maybe so. I never thought about that all the time. Hey, Jesus, could you turn some water? We ran out of wine. Ran out again. Joseph didn't get down to the liquor store. Uh, uh, maybe that's what she thought. Joe, oh, Jesus, run down to the liquor store. Can you get another case? They run out of wine. Yeah, well, maybe she's, well, yeah, what if she's not even looking for a miracle, but just, yeah, just a practical solution yeah, can to you, the problem. Can, can you help out here? Yeah. You're a helpful guy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. That's a, that, So it's, I don't know. What do you make of it, Matt? Well, I, I think And that, why is he so disrespectful to his mother? Well, come on. Because her woman, right? Yeah. It's, and it's it's not really a sign of disrespect, yep. okay? Yep. So this is kind of a common a common thing. It's not as though he's he's putting Mary down, okay? Yeah. No. But he is saying, wait, wait, wait a second, this my, my time hasn't come yet. And yet and yet it seems as though, as we'll see, he still has compassion. Oh sure. Yeah, compassion but, for Mary, compassion for this couple. But but I think I think you just answered our, our original question. Obviously, her intent her intent was for him to do something that would flow from the fact that he was the son yeah. of God. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, why would he say, uh, "My hour has not yet come"? Yeah. If she just wanted him to run down to the grocery store, well, of course I do that. But but she's looking for more than that, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say so too. Yeah. And I think this shows. Really, faith in Mary's part, too, that yeah. Jesus is capable of doing he something. He could do that. He could so do that. In some ways, we get a picture of prayer here, I think. We, we bring our requests before God, and then with that confidence, with that faith, that yeah. he can do something about it, that he hears us, and he's going to answer. And maybe he says to us that it's not the time for that. Yep, yeah, I hear you. I understand. That's a good concern. I'm not denying that. But it's really not the time for us to do what you're thinking of at this moment. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so it's not that he's incapable, not that he's powerless, but no, just not yet, yeah. right? Yeah. Not the yeah. right timing. And and again, I, I reflecting on the fact that it's not necessarily disrespectful for him to say woman, yeah. but but again, because she's not really addressing him as mom, saying, hey, son, could you help me? She's kind of up the ante, and, and so he said, well, if you want to address me to that as proper, because I am indeed not just your son, but the son of God, but not at this time, not at this time, yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. All right, so running out of wine, pretty okay. big deal, especially only halfway through, and it would have been a, a big social faux pas at the very least, and uh, it, it, to the, it's, it may not be a big deal yeah. to us, but it's a big deal to, to that couple, I would imagine. And my thought would be to let them suffer the consequences, right? If they did not prepare properly, this is the result it should be. Just let them suffer the consequences. Well, let's see what Jesus does. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I tell you what. Hard-nosed Pastor John, day, boy. Be thankful that I'm not God. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Verses 6 and 7. Now, there were six. Oh, oh, by the way, before we leave that, though, I think it is cool that even though his mother, Jesus said, you know, my hour's not come. What what does his mom do? Uh, he said, do whatever he tells you to do. Yeah. So there's your faith again, isn't it, Matt? Yeah. yeah, all right, all right. Even if Jesus kind of acts like he's not going to do something for us right now, that's okay. He'll take care of it. He'll do it. Just whatever he tells you, just do it. So I think that's a great example for all of us. If it seems like Jesus is ignoring our prayers, you just keep on praying and just know, all right, he'll take care of it. He'll take care of it. Maybe maybe not when I want it, to, but he will take it's care of it. It's in Jesus' hands. Yep, yep, yep. There you go. Uh, now, there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Wow, that's a lot of wine. Well, it's not wine, is it? It's just water. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. To the brim. So, to the brim. So this is at least 120 gallons of water. At least. Uh, it could be up to 180 gallons of water. Yeah. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. When I have my big retirement party, that's what we're going to have to have. Huh? <laughs> you coming, Matt? If you're coming, gallons. you'll have to have well, at least 180. You, you, <laughs> Yeah. If there's going to be 120 gallons, then I'll yeah. be there to help you help okay. you drink it, John. Oh boy, it's going to be a bash. Okay, <laughs> so okay, so they 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 uh, fill them up, right? Yeah, um, to the brim. Okay, so that's what the servants are doing. And now, what does Jesus tell them to do next? Well, before we do we that, got though, I mean, well, yeah, just the thing is, is, these these are these are jars that are reserved for rites of purification. Yeah, what? And, and he's going to mess them up. They won't be able to use these jars Don't anymore for purification. Yeah, yeah. They, they spoiled this. They, they can't be used for the reason they were there. Darn that, Jesus. I know. He comes over to your house and, you know. <laughs> Ruins your jars <laughs> Ruins of your purification. Jars. <laughs> but, yeah, when you think about it, I, I think it, again, Jesus is God. He could do what he wants, yeah. you know. And, and all those, the other times where he healed on the Sabbath and things like that. Yeah. And that reminder that, yeah, the the. Man's not made for the Sabbath, the Sabbath for man. So, yeah, so here he can use that if he wants to for this special purpose. And I like that. I think that's a cool thought. No, this is this is to serve people. You may have said it was for rite of purification, and that's a good thing, too. We need to have that. But no, no, there's another purpose. I need to use them now. And I think Jesus does that all the time. He just wants to use everything he can yeah. for the blessing of people. Uh, all right. So what does happen? He says, uh, I said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. And Matt, I've always thought that these guys are probably going, what is this, like some Baptist rabbi? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, we're not looking for water here. What's the deal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> wine, Jesus. Come on. <laughs> That's right. No, we're not looking for 180 gallons of water. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, you want me to keep reading? Sure. Uh, so they took it. Uh, when the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. Yeah. So I, I think that's interesting. It seems as though the first ones to really witness Jesus' first miracle yeah. were the servants. Yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of cool. As Jesus reveals himself through this first of his signs, it's these servants, these nameless servants yeah. who get to witness that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think that is. And just like, you know, Jesus revealed to the shepherds on the field, the first witnesses of the birth. And and here it is again, that, that lowliness that, that Jesus chooses to reveal himself to those who are lowly and maybe counted among the least. Well, 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 think about that, man, because his mom doesn't know this is going on. And no. she's the one that made the request. Yeah. Uh, the bridal couple who will benefit from yeah, this, no they clue. don't have any idea. The guy who's in charge of it, his own disciples don't know. But you're right. So, so the people that are on the inside track are these people that who would care? They're just servants there. Yeah. 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 So the first ones to witness his first miracle. That's kind of cool. So they take the master of the feast. He he takes a drink, of course. And this is this isn't just. You know, the box wine you get at Walmart, right? This is this is the good stuff. It's probably not even the Mogan David that we usually serve Sunday mornings. This is top shelf vintage wine. Right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Jesus produces the very best here. Pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty neat. And then we have that, that little note at the end that this in verse 11, this, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Canaan Galilee. And he manifests his glory and his disciples believed in him. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so the first of his signs, uh, as he does this. Well, and now that was the question you raised. Exactly, Why would yeah. this be the first sign? Why would you start Why this, this thing? And why this thing that seems pretty small compared to the other miracles that Jesus does? And I, I think that part of it is, um, again, to the, to the bride and the groom that day, was this a small thing? No, 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 it was a this big, was a big, big deal thing. to them. Yeah, and yeah. I think that part of what we learn here, and, and certainly there's lots to learn from this miracle, but I think one thing to learn from it is that Jesus, our compassionate Lord, he cares for every aspect of our lives. I agree with Whether you, those yeah. things seem big or seem small. And here's something that yeah, it seems maybe relatively small in the grand scheme of things, but yet we see, no, Jesus cares even about this, yeah. even about running out of wine and a wedding feast. So I think that's one of the things we learn. I think that's pretty consistent throughout the Bible. When we think of the different miracles in the Bible, though, we probably do focus in on the big ones, right? Uh, but there's some little ones, too, where I think we see that, that yeah, God cares about the small stuff, the everyday stuff. So we have this other example okay. of a miracle in Second Kings chapter 6, right. tucked away back there in the Old Testament. Yeah, so and uh, this is... This is a, it might be, seems small, might seem insignificant, but again, to, to the person it happens to, it's not small. And, and to the Lord, it seems like it's not small. Okay. So, so from second Kings chapter six. Yes. Now the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, see the place where we dwell under your charge is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan and each of us get there a log and let us make a place for us to dwell there. All right, so so they're they're right. they're they're on the banks of the Jordan River okay. here, and they're cutting down trees. All right, right. It seems like Elisha's band of, of followers has grown, and and so they need some extra lodging. So let's go let's go ch chop some wood, and we'll build some extra lodging. Okay, makes sense. Okay, was there this his, was this his merry band? His merry band of prophets. <laughs> prophets. Okay. I know that's that's what it seems like, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, then one of them said, "Be pleased to go with your servants," and he answered, "I will go." So he went with him. Elijah went with him. 
And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. All right. But as one was felling a log, his axe head fell into the water and he cried, Alas, my master, it was borrowed. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So here's the deal. They're chopping wood. And somehow this guy's axe head, you know, a metal, iron, whatever axe head falls into the Jordan River, it seems. Don't cut trees by the river. How many times have I told you (laughs) that? That's right. Yeah, and presumably sinks to the bottom, yep. right? Well, and that's what I, axe heads do. I trust me. I, I love it. Yeah, and I love how he says, "Master, it yeah. was borrowed." <laughs> I know. So he borrowed some tool from his neighbor. Apparently, yeah. he borrowed yeah. the guy's yeah. axe, and now it fell into the river, and it was borrowed. And again, this is small stuff, big yeah. deal. Yeah. But to this guy, it's not a small thing. No, it isn't, especially because he borrowed it. You know, yeah. it'd be better if it was his own, but it was somebody else's. Yeah. Even worse. Yeah. yeah. So then, well, well, let's see what happens. You know, Am I does... ever going to get my, my, my leaf blower back, by the way, Matt? Not that you bring that up. You didn't drop it in the Jordan, by... did you? Seven in the Mississippi somewhere? On the banks of the Mississippi, blowing snow. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, then... so, so he tells Elisha, okay, uh, so this prophet, and, you know, he has these followers and all this. And you think, you know, Elisha's a busy guy, you know, and he's, 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 the, <laughs> but he's, a prophet, he's the top prophet sake. right now. He's out pro- doing prophet stuff. Yeah. So what, I mean, he could say, hey, buddy, don't sweat the small stuff <laughs> and just right. go about his day. Yeah. But, but no, that's not what he does. So you want to keep on going okay. and we'll see what happens here in verse uh, six. Then following. the man of God said, where did it fall? When he showed him the place, he cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. And he said, take it up. So he reached out his hand and took it. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Isn't that cool? So he cuts off this the stick, throws in the water. This piece of wood floats in the water, and then the the axe head floats to the top, and the man picks it up. And here is you know Elisha does this miracle, but obviously we know that ultimately it's, it's God performing yeah. the miracle through him. And and again, God cares about even the small stuff here, yeah. just like we saw I think at the wedding at at, at Cana. Um, you know, I think there's something we learned for uh, for us to learn here too that. You know, sometimes I think we hesitate to cry out to the Lord when it is small stuff. Too small. Too small God's busy doing world yeah. peace stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know. In the grand scheme of things, does he really care if I have lost car keys in the morning or if I've got a headache during the day uh, or if, if my kids are out past curfew 30 minutes? Does he care about that sort of stuff? I'm not going to waste yeah. God's time with this minuscule stuff. Yep. The man upstairs has bigger things to do. But but yet that's not what we see here in the scriptures. You know, we see that that Mary cries out to Jesus, and in the end, he has compassion for that couple and produces that wine. And then we see here, even with with an accent, it seems like such an insignificant thing. Yet the Lord works through Elisha to to bring that accent to the top of the water, just so he could return it to his neighbor, which is pretty neat. So, just just an an invitation to our listeners to, to cry out to the Lord with the small stuff. He's eager to listen. He loves you. He cares for you. And again, he cares for every aspect of your life, whether it's big or whether it's small. Well, and, and I'm just thinking it, it reflects that passage where it says he, he knows the number of hairs on our head. Yeah. Which, which for you is not really that big well, a thanks, deal. thanks, John, for, <laughs> for pointing that out. <laughs> My cow, <laughs> Jolly John. But for other us, yeah, that's quite a task to keep <laughs> keep track of all those hairs, especially because every time I comb, there's some that are getting missing. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I, I thought, so you're just making it easy on God. That's why you yeah, shave your right. head. There you go. And take longer. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're welcome, Lord. No, uh, you know, I, along the similar lines, I thought of two Bible verses okay. from Matthew you know, that talk about yeah the number of the hairs in the head, but also yeah. talks about the birds. I think that's oh, interesting. Oh yeah, I love places. that passage too. So uh, I'll just go and read those. Jesus says, "Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father." Yeah. You know that God knows even when a little lowly sparrow falls out from the sky. And Jesus continues, "Fear not, therefore you are more valued than many sparrows." And then he, another, I, I read once he attends every sparrow's funeral. I thought that was kind <laughs> of a right? neat way of putting something. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not too busy, too big That's of a right. god to not pay attention even yeah. to lowly sparrow. And then a similar one: look at the birds of the air. Jesus says they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And I think that's that's just so reassuring. And of course, the answer is yes. We are of yes. more value in God's eyes than the sparrows or the birds. And so, how much more does He care for us? Um, so yeah, he, He's God that cares about the the big stuff and the small stuff. But I, I think that you know, when you think about the sparrows and axes and water into wine. You know, if He cares for the small stuff that much, how much more does He care for the big stuff? You know, things like the forgiveness of sins and our salvation. Um, if God saved that borrowed accent by a floating piece of wood, well, then certainly he's going to save us by the wood of the cross of Calvary. Uh, he's a God of the big stuff, too, and we certainly don't want to to forget that either. So, so yeah, um, just a reminder, God of the big stuff and also God of the small stuff. Uh, the God of, of the cross and the empty tomb and salvation, those big things, but also the God of, of things like wine and axe heads and sparrows and birds and lost car keys and headaches and late curfews. Um, he's the God of, of all things. And so just an encouragement, cry out to the Lord, no matter how big or small, because he cares about every aspect of our lives. You know, I was thinking of the, uh, I was looking up real quickly to the first article of the creed. Yeah. Uh, uh, what does this mean? I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members. I reason on my senses and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing, shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. And and I think that's kind of the point here. So, so when you lose your car keys and, and you don't pray, no, no, if you're going to find your car keys, that's God that's going to help you find your car keys. It really isn't about you. It isn't about your work and your effort. No, any good thing you have in this life, God has given you that. So, yeah, when you begin to think these things are too small for God, actually you're ignoring the fact that there isn't a single thing that you have that hasn't been gifted you by your Heavenly Father. Yeah. And you're kind of making it out like it's yours and you did it and you earned it. It's a really dangerous thing not to pray to Him about the small things because the small and the big, like you said, they're they're all from our Father. And He does so. I love that part of the Catechism. All of this out of Father divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in me and it's interesting you mentioned losing the car keys because that's your fault you weren't paying attention but if you find them that's god's grace and blessing yeah. so anyway I, thanks be to god and um, he does that even for us even during the times we don't cry out to him even if we I know. neglect to cry out to him he's that good that loving that well, even then he's still so you provides. want me to quote another thing from the catechism well, sure. yeah uh, where is that? Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Yeah, he gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. So he'll do that, but it's probably better for us to acknowledge well, yeah. that and pray and ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so cry out to the Lord. Um, just 
just real quick in closing, there's yeah. our, our kids, our, one of our, our kids, when they were younger, would always pray the same prayer every night. We take turns praying, and yeah. they would always say, God, help me to have no bad dreams or, or monster dreams Aww. every night. And, uh, you know, you think, well, that's kind of a small, insignificant thing to pray about. But uh, again, um, you know, God doesn't just say, hey, kid, don't sweat the small stuff, you know, and, and no, he even has time to hear a prayer like that from a child. Yeah. And with that, that childlike faith, I think, is an example to, to each of us to realize that he's the creator, he's the provider, and he does care about, about even the smallest of things in our lives, things that others in our lives might think are insignificant. The world may not care about that, but our God does. And uh, thanks be to God for God of the big things, but of the little things, too. And, and you know, I, I just, uh, we go 2430, don't we? I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we're, we got to start the now? closing song now. Right, okay. <laughs> well, then that's the end of it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk more next week. <laughs> so, uh, but this has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. basics.